this episode of My Cat's Tale, Stevie Evil Cat. Stevie wants to stand like Jason Statham, but he's a tiny, squashy cat. They actually quite enjoy him insulting them in a very British way. He has acted from the moment he came into our house as if he clearly owns this place. Joining me now on My Cat's Tale, we have Stevie and Angela. And now everybody has to try and guess, is Stevie the cat or is Angela the cat? So, should we keep them in suspense or should we just go for it? I I like the suspense. Yeah, and see, the thing is, even now you've spoken, they're thinking, maybe it's like Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. I love that. And the cat's Angela and the cat's Stevie and the cat's cat. Oh, no, we, how long do you think we can keep this up? I'm not for long. I think I may have already given it away. <laughs> yes. I think I'd rather be called Stevie than Angela, but I'm stuck with Angela. <laughs> yes, Angela uh, joining me now, who who cares for or is cared by, depending on which one you want to go with, Stevie, um, mm-hmm. who also has another name, who goes by another name. He does. He's known on Twitter as Stevie Evil Cat, but we can perhaps get to that. Oh, look at that. See, look, you're already getting the idea of building up tension and everything. You, it's just like, I don't need to be here. It's just like, yeah, we're seeding the lines in, we're giving the emotion, things are coming up. So what are we going to do now? We're going to pull back and talk about Angela for a second. Uh, what, what, what do you do in this great big wide world that we, we use to finance and keep our cats happy? Um, I I work for a grant maker, which is, um, they're a bit like Children in Need or um, Comet Relief, except it's a 400-year-old charity um, who's got about a billion in investments and gives away about 40 million a year to amazing organisations and charities, non-profits all over the UK uh, who do extraordinary work supporting um, people from disadvantaged communities and basically the stuff you can't shake a tin for. So I essentially work for a billionaire who gives away money and it's a fabulous thing to do. What's been the the best organisation that you've been able to help over the last couple of months? Um, well, I suppose um, it's more the types of organisations and I recently helped with um, a conference um, where we sort of get everyone involved in the charity together and we hear from people who we've given funding to. Um, And I must mention a a charity called LGBT Youth Scotland um, who are engaging, uh, thumbs up from you. Of um, course. uh, Of course. um, Who are engaging younger people um, with uh, sort of uh, online because that's particularly people who live in, say, the far reaches of Scotland, where they don't have that connection that you would say in a, in a major town or city. Um, and they recognise that actually there's a community online for young people and they actually they actually create the space themselves. They have a lot of involvement in what that looks like um, and they sort of use a sort of very modern platform um, and they bring basically young people together and they spoke at our conference and they were extraordinary doing amazing things. And I learned a lot from them. So um, I feel very um, blessed to be able to to do that work. That sounds really fulfilling and fabulous at the same time. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm riding on their coat 
cocktails. I mean, I don't actually do the the brilliant stuff that the that these charities do, but I can at least I work with volunteers um, who uh, help our organisation, who visit charities applying for funding. Um, these extraordinary people that give up their time to volunteer. Um, yeah, it's a lovely thing to be involved with. I had a, a long career in the NHS and it's nice to come out of that and do something where I'm still sort of helping people, but at quite a distance away now. But every <laughs> one of those blocks is still vital because sometimes people just get lost trying to find the right form or the right grant and yeah. just sometimes need just a, a nice sort of, yeah, no, no, this way, you're going the right way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm very privileged to do what I do. Ah, well, we, we thank you for all of that on behalf of the nation, especially the NHS uh, and everything over the last couple of years. It's just been such a roller coaster. But now, Stevie, tell mm. me about Stevie. And tell me about tell me about the Bruce Wayne Stevie before we talk about the Batman Stevie. As right. <laughs> the real Stevie. The real Stevie. OK, so I um, a little bit of a backstory. Um, uh, before I met my wonderful husband, I um, lived on my own and I had a beautiful, um, gentle tabby called Billy. And when I met Simon, Billy came with us to our, our current home where we live, which is extremely cat friendly and has a big long garden where he can roam free and do do his own thing. And um, very sadly for us, um, we lost Billy a year after we moved in um, to lymphoma. And um, we were devastated as as we all are when we lose our uh, animals because they're part of our family and love is infinite and you love animals as you love humans and um a friend of mine was uh, in, uh had a friend who ran not a charity as such but an, um she basically sort of a one person band um supporting cats and other animals that had been abandoned uh, and she was rehoming them and she had uh, cats that needed fostering and my friend knew that I had a cat friendly household and asked if we would foster a cat for a few weeks and as heartbroken as we still were I recognized that that a cat needed help and we could help so we took on a cat. How long was this after we lost Billy? It, it wasn't that long it was probably not as long as I would have chosen but turned out yeah. to be a blessing but it was about um, probably six probably about four to six months okay and um my cat billy was a very sweet natured gentle soul and stevie arrived in his carrier and we opened the carrier and he got out and he swaggered over to his cat bowl uh, which i filled up with food and he pushed my hand out the way ate his food looked around and settled down and it was as if he'd always lived there and he has acted from the moment he came into our house as if he clearly owns this place and i said to my friend how many cats need fostering and they said 63 and i it was a tiny little charity um and i said well we'll be keeping him then and we did so that's how we ended up with a squashy gobby black and white tuxy tiny but thinks he's huge domestic pet called stevie he came with the name stevie um and we felt we shouldn't change it about him so that's how he ended up running our lives how old was he then when he came into your life uh, about one see he's his owner sadly died and our cat sadly died so it felt like 
we could help each other out. And um, so we think he's about, we think he's about 12 now. <laughs> and still ruling and still pushing your hand out the way and like, feed me now? Or? He does whatever the hell he wants to do. And he's been like, and I kind of love that. And it's why I, one of the reasons I, I really love cats because I'm a people pleaser. I'm generally quite a nice person. I try and, you know, do nice things for people. My cat has no qualms about doing whatever is right for him at any given time. Um, he hasn't, you know, he doesn't care and you love him anyway. There's a lot I can learn from him. Um, and he, yes, he's, he's never changed from that moment, really. Yes. What's he like around other cats? Well, I'm really glad you asked that, Ian. Because if you'd have asked me that three months ago, I'd have said to you, I don't really know because he, he doesn't, hasn't had much connection with other cats. And about eight weeks ago, a, a cat moved in up the road, uh, attached to a family um, in some cottages. We, we basically have a closed um, space out the back where we all have um, long gardens that all uh, jumble together. And um, this cat arrived and he's a huge ragdoll. This, I mean, he looks about 87% sheep. And he's eight <laughs> times the size of Stevie. And one day we're looking out at our garden and he trots down the garden and him and Stevie have developed this. I don't know what it is. Is it a bromance? Is it a friendship? Is it? I don't know. Are they in love? I don't know. But these two idiots have connected. We checked with the owners at number five to yeah. check that, that so that they knew um, that, that this cat called Tommy is hanging around with Stevie. And they have developed, they've become inseparable. Um, they fight, all, well, they wrestle all the time. Um, and Stevie invites him into our house. And um, they have both now taken over our house. And if I'm not careful, I look down from working from home and they're both staring at me. Um, they are wonderful. So in answer to your question, he gets on really well with Tommy. Um, <laughs> he They share a catnip banana that he... Stevie has two catnip bananas. He gives one to Tommy, but they're always jumping on each other. Um, and Tommy will quite happily squash Stevie completely as a sign of affection. Um, but so, yeah, they are an absolute delight. I don't know who is the bigger idiot of the two. It's hard to tell. Um, but I love every second of watching them together. They are completely stupid. Do the two of them go between the two houses or have they kind of adopted your house as the, this is where we live now, ha ha? I don't know. It's a mystery because Tommy will come and go as suits him. Um, and, you know, we try very hard to make sure, I mean, to say the owners know he comes and visits. We try hard not to feed him. That's not to say he doesn't try and steal Stevie's food, but so that he knows his home is where his home is. Um, I need to ask them. I'm, I'm going to buy them a catnip banana because Tommy loves them so much. And I'm going to ask them about whether Stevie visits. I sense not because they have um, small children and dogs. And I think Tommy comes to our home for some space because there's just um, my husband, Simon, and I. Uh, and I think he knows he can chill out here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like find, finding that quiet space just mm. between between moments that sounds 
Yeah. I, I just love the idea of them walking around like some latter day feline Laurel and Hardy. They, it, you know, that is exactly what they look like. You're and, the big and the little, yeah. Yeah. And they have these Mexican standoffs, which can last for 20 minutes where they're just staring at each other. And then one of them will raise a paw and gently slap the other one around the cheek. And then they bundle. Um, they are glorious in just how ridiculous they are. It's <sighs> another fine mess they're going to get each other into. Honestly, I, I will have to share a photo with you after this. Well, if we're lucky, we can put it up on the website as well and we can we can all see this fabulous double act. But what I also find interesting about Stevie is clearly he is trying to hide his alter ego, whether it be grumpy superhero or Machiavellian supervillain. Mm. Nobody online knows him as this nice little gentle idiot. No, and I think that's how he wants it. And... Um... And I feel even now I'm betraying a level of trust. Uh, uh. <laughs> Sorry, we'll, we'll put little black bars over his eyes when we put the picture <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, my view of Stevie and Stevie's view of Stevie are two different things. And I think I think one of the joy of cats, as I say, is the fact that they are narcissists and they do believe the whole world rotates around them. And he has no sense of self. I mean, he just... I think that's one of the pleasures of, as I say, of, of, of all pets really, is that they they are always in the here and now, and they are just focused on what their need is at that particular moment. And yeah, he, you know, Stevie always believes he is he is the most important um, being in any given situation. <laughs> So where did Stevie the evil cat come from? Um, so around 2013, which is a, a really long time ago now, um, a friend, uh, one of my best friends um, who, um, who got me, Billy, actually, my first cat, just appeared with my cat and said, you need to take this cat. Um, uh, she got, uh, my friend Andrea, she told me about Twitter and the fact that she'd put her cat onto Twitter. And she told me about this, basically this world where essentially you put your cat or your dog or in some cases on Twitter, your squirrel or your horse um, onto Twitter and and they talk as themselves. And it's basically, it's essentially an excuse to show pretty pictures of your pet. And this is sort of before Instagram really took off as a medium. And so... Um, there are a lot of cats on there who's, or a lot of people, I should say, on there, whose who's animal accounts are essentially to say, look at my cute pet. And and she said, oh, you should get on it because you like writing, you know, you sort of like making jokes and you like writing and, and this is might be quite good fun. And I, I think I went on it with the idea of perhaps creating more of a character and 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 thinking about okay, what is it that I that is universal to all cats? So this idea of you know, as I say, this sort of selfishness, but also being inspired by a kind of you know very enhanced version of of my very real cat because all the pictures and all the photos and all the it's all based on something that he's um, done or or you know there's a there's a there's a slight reality in 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 it it just gets very very sort of cut it, it all turns into a big cartoon um so it it 
it started that way and I can't even remember how Stevie Evercat came along but I think it was just that sense of of him him being a megalomaniac and this sort of and it's it's like a it's a bit like the, the Acme cartoons you know it's very sort of it, it's all very silly um but I liked the idea and I when I first went on Twitter, I was reading about, you know, the do's and don'ts. And it, it said, you know, things you shouldn't do. You shouldn't create characters. You shouldn't have any try and have any sort of narrative. You know, Twitter, you know, you just have those 240 characters as is now and 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 that's it. And actually that's that's not that's not worked out. So people get him really quickly because you know he's he's basically as i say this egoist he's quite clearly takes himself far too seriously and people get it really fast and he will set himself up and then you know it enables people to kind of let him <laughs> find ways to to watch him fall and and what i love what i absolutely adore Pete, is people get the joke people get the joke really quickly and and they actually quite enjoy him insulting them in a very british stupid way and the whole thing has just um escalated um and certainly he's not you know the biggest cat on twitter you know there's a, you know there's there's uh, lots more popular because he is quite niche not everyone wants to be yelled at by a domestic pet but um the little community i do have um you know there's about you know i'd say about 15 to 20 accounts on there that make me howl with laughter and you can actually sort of riff off each other and the absolute joy I get from it but equally and this is the weird thing Ian is that there's sort of this this understanding that on Twitter you are pretending to be your uh, insert pet here but behind the scenes on the DMs you're your real self so there's a community of, of, of people, mostly women, but not exclusively women, behind the scenes who actually we've become to know each other a little bit and be quite support to each other. And they're from, you know, the UK, the US, Australia, all over the place, um, Amman, and we all um, connect with each other. And there is this friendship that's grown over the years. And when one of us loses a pet, we're all there to support each other. Um, and some people will carry on as a ghost version. I don't think I'd ever do that with Stevie because it's so based on who he is. Um, but so in this strange, weird environment where everyone's just essentially trying to make each other laugh, there is this real proper sense of community and love uh, and, com and compassion and joy of, of animals and each other. And a bit like your podcast, this sort of safe space where you can just celebrate your your the animals in your life. Indeed. I mean, that just sounds lovely. I mean, and it's what the internet, when you use it for good things, can be. Because there's a good chance you will never meet all of these people physically. Mm, absolutely. It's just yeah. this, this pure digital but emotionally strong connection. Mm, exactly. Ah, fabulous. Sometimes I love the internet. Yes. Slightly skewed question here, but, mm. but and bear with me because I'm just trying to work out the best way to phrase it. I want to ask what Stevie's voice is. And I mean, like when you type, well, when, when I type and, and I'm doing stories, I can hear the characters in my head and they might mm. be an actor or an actress or someone that I know. Does Stevie have a voice for you? No, it, it 
it's more his I know what he would say in any situation but his voice in my head varies between you know sort of Jason Statham being quite sort of called blimey Gavin up with a pen and now I'm rock hard and and being quite posh um I suspect Stevie wants people to think he's more posh than he is but he's he's every now and again he's he's because I'm originally an EastEnder, as is my husband, so the Cockney side of him comes out very occasionally. I, but I've never found his voice because there was a sort of time when I wanted to sort of take him maybe into kind of an animated form or, or look at doing something like that. And I've never, I always felt that that one, I'll, I'll hear a voice and I think, oh, that's him. So there's a, I don't know if you know an app called My Talking Pet? No. So there's an app called My Talking Pet, which is a free app, which is amazing. So you can have a picture of your pet and um, this app will allow you to basically uh, draw certain lines on the face and it will animate the mouth and it will sort of crease the nose and and move the ears. And then you record your voice and it will the 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 animal will speak and you can uh, distort the sound to make it lower or higher. So it doesn't sound like you anymore. And I did a few of those things a few years ago and that I was trying to find his voice then, but I'm never quite sure. I just know what he's going to say. Yeah. And I just love the idea of, of we can take Stevie and we can give him Jason Statham's voice and put Jason Statham in a tuxedo and yeah. we've got Stevie as the tux. So yeah, I yeah. could go with that. I mean, I like I mean he's got to be in a really bad version of the Fast and the Furious, but you know, yeah. you need a bad guy in there, don't you? You you do. I think I think probably Stevie wants to sound like Jason Statham, but actually has probably got high pitched voice that he tries very hard to hide. Um, but I love. I mean, he would love. I think you know that idea of being rock hard, being a hard cat. Yeah. You know that's part of his personality. He's not. He's a tiny, squashy domestic cat. Cat. But he thinks in his Twitter personality, he's absolutely rock hard, and he will eviscerate anyone who disagrees with him well well of course he is because he's financed by this billionaire charity he's got a front of charity but the back end he's got this yeah squad of cats for hire absolutely and he's killed people and he will tell people that and he has shared photos of people he's allegedly killed but possibly could be asleep and um if it because it's occasionally he'll get nonsense from a new a new person that's gone oh look it's a cute cat and they'll say oh you're a cute little thing aren't you and his response will generally be i have killed people and <laughs> and depending on how they react to that depends on whether they're going to follow him or not <laughs> some people just run away <laughs> So when Netflix's news TV series department wants to get in touch with you and Steve, yeah. because quite frankly, I think I would watch that show. <laughs> Where are they going to find out more about Stevie? About Stevie, you can find him on Twitter at Stevie Evil Cat. Um, and uh, my Instagram is on there because I feel that it's, if you are going to pretend to be someone or something else, you should always be accountable. So on that page, you'll also find my uh, Instagram account. As I say, it's funny, isn't it? Because I keep looking at sort of different ways that I could perhaps grow his, could tell people more about him. I have to be very aware. It's a very niche group of people that are going to be interested. (laughs) (sighs) 
But that doesn't matter. We're here for our cats. They mm. all have stories. They all impact on as many people's lives as possible. And it sounds like Angela, he knew exactly what he was getting into when he climbed out of that bag and he found a, a loving, caring and vivacious home. Yeah, I mean, the rea- yeah, I mean, the reality is that he has a beautiful life here. We have a, we are very, we live in a little huddle of of terraced houses. They all have these long three hundred foot gardens that that narrow cottage gardens that back onto fields. He never is allowed out the front. He only goes out the back. He has a wonderful life in a safe space. He is ridiculously loved by Simon and I. Um, now I work from home a majority of the month. He now has me at his absolute beck and call. We can't have a cat flat because he will bring in a series of alive and half alive animals. Um, so, you know, I'm there and he will come and let me know if he needs anything from me. Normally, if I'm in the biz- middle of quite a formal meeting or perhaps I have to be quite grown up, uh, that's when he's at my side to um, feed him, stroke him, whatever his need is at that time but it, I feel you know in all seriousness it, it's it's I feel so fortunate that we can give we can give him a beautiful life and hopefully a long one that is absolutely fantastic Angela thank you very much for coming on my cat's tale to tell us all about Stevie it has been an absolute delight I hope I'm able to wake up again in the morning now that we've revealed his secret humble (laughs) identity in the real world (laughs) I can't guarantee that I'm very sorry oh okay right let's just roll the theme tune and hopefully I will wake up in the morning alive and and not in some sort of strange ghost form who's reading his own obituary (laughs) Angela thanks again it's been great to have you on the show thank you it's been a pleasure You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstalepod.com and support us on Patreon.